This song was uh, by Aerosmith was uh, recorded back in 1993, um, and they recognized uh, what was going on back then. Uh, what is that? 20 years ago? Three? No, 30 years ago that they knew that this was going on. There's something wrong with the world today. The light bulb is getting thin. Um, yep. It, it, we're living on the edge, and uh, we're more on the edge than what we were in 1993. Um, music, I tell you what, music really uh, fits the uh, the decades that it uh, that it's being written, and that's for sure. We sure do have a lot going on in this world today. A lot of it's uh, a lot of it's not good, you know, and. Um, um, trying to get an idea of who you are and and what's expected of you in today's society is, is something that is very challenging, especially for the youth. Um, because they don't really have anything to look back on. This, this That song was in 1993, and they recognized there was something going on in the world today. Um, you know, And back then, that's 30 years ago, can you imagine what they're going through today when they just don't have any, there doesn't seem to be any kind of principles or values or or anything, you know, people are moving away from religion, people are moving away from God, they're replacing religion with quote-unquote spirituality and things like that, you know, um, and um, it's, it, it is, we are living on the edge. Um, one of the things that I... Uh, I've been really kind of interested in is this whole um i've been as you can tell from my podcast i've been interested in this esg and this uh, diversity equity and inclusion this dei uh, from blackrock vanguard and all these companies and um i've been <clears throat> and really um and i don't i'm not sure exactly what the motivation is i think the motivation is always money and selfishness and things like that of course it's not because somebody's all of a sudden got a conscience uh these people don't have conscience they don't have a conscience anymore um it all has to do with um you know money and finances and things like that um you know, just a few months ago, BlackRock, uh, the CEO of BlackRock, was talking about how if you know if you can't uh, affect change, then you have to force change, and you have to force these things on corporations to to get them to do what you want them to do, and hence the ESG and the diversity equity crap started uh, infiltrating the uh, corporations, and uh, and we've seen the results of that now. And we're continuing to see the results of that. Um, we have Anheuser Busch uh, embracing it full heartedly with uh, Dylan Mulvaney, and uh, I don't, you know, I, I don't know what the count is, how much they've lost since, since and Bud Light's lost since since that time. 
Target is another one that embraced the you know the devil worshiping T-shirts for kids and the tuck friendly bathing suits for little boys you know proudly putting it up right up front when you're walking through the door uh, to be honest with you i mean for one or two percent of the population people don't want to see that crap they don't and they don't want that uh crap advertised to them and um like i said it's not because these people are making these changes not because of some kind of uh, you know visionary kind of experience where they think that it's wrong they just see that the uh, that the ESG isn't producing what it they thought or th said it was going to produce. Actually, it's the contrary. It's losing money, and actually, people who are investing in these corporations, these big corporations, are starting to bitch and complain about it. That uh, you know what, you can have your stakeholder uh, ideology and things like that, and that everybody's a stakeholder in Target and 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 just about every other corporation. But it's not the truth. I, I invest in something I want to return. That's the idea behind investing something. You want to get a return. And um, so now they're starting to backtrack on this, uh, on that idea. BlackRock CEO, you know, is quote unquote trying to re is rethinking the ESG, and we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about it anymore. We're not gonna talk about it, but are we gonna continue on with it? That's another story. We'll see what happens. Um, you have people now uh, filing lawsuits against these corporations for not uh, performing their fiduciary responsibility, which is a wonderful thing because that's, I mean, listen, money talks and the more, that, more it hurts these corporations and the more damage you can do. And I'm talking about damage and money that you can uh, sue these people for, uh, their, their ears will open up. The wax will come out of their little, their little ears and they'll start... Uh, They'll start listening to you when you uh, actually use the law to go out after their asses and get past this ESG stuff because it's just crap. It does not do anything for the corporation. It does not do, uh, you know, you got laws in this land uh, already that uh, you know forbid discrimination and things like that. Um, you know, race, color, religion, uh, age, everything. You have that already written in the Constitution. We don't need an ESG uh, mandate. We don't need diversity, equity, and inclusion. And, you know, everybody's, they're, they're, everybody's outcome is supposed to be the same, which is just bullshit. Okay, you can't, you can't do that. It'll never happen. Okay. And so he, he recently was talking about backtracking a little bit on the ESG. But here's, here's one of the... <laughs> They're, they're they're always doing something right they're always trying something to try to pull pull the wool over your eyes well you know we, you've heard of the new world order and they're trying to change the finances they're trying to change the monetary policies in these countries well now what they're trying to do is they're trying to as the largest financial groups in this country uh, they are trying to uh, make sure that you and I, the middle class, who has been damaged more by COVID and this administration than any other administration, um, literally the the middle class is shrinking. It's it's being demoralized. They don't have money. Uh, I read once where the average person, that was seven out of, and not even the average person, seven out of ten. People on social media, Facebook, and things—they don't even have a thousand dollars in their bank account, and they, yet they're—you know—they're showing off and you know acting like they have everything under the sun, and that they're wealthy and stuff. But they don't even have a thousand bucks to their names to uh, to get by on things, which is really dangerous. And to back that, uh, you know, the backed up to, to back up that idea, you're talking about the you know 
consumer debt is reached over a trillion dollars for the first time. Uh, people are not uh, meeting the needs that they have uh, based with their salary and what their you know with their hourly wages and things like that. So they're borrowing. They're borrowing to buy gas. They're borrowing to buy food. They're borrowing to do this and that. Normally, that would come out of their their normal. Um, you know, income coming into the home, they can't do it anymore because they don't have the money. All the money that the government gave them, you know, during COVID has been used up. It's gone and now they're starting to dig into uh, their credit cards, paying, you know, and our wonderful uh, administration and its plan to, you know, throw trillions and, you know, billions and billions of dollars into the market. And uh, inflation rises to like, what, almost 9%. And then what do we have to do to 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 battle and to 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 win the inflation battle is to is to use is to raise interest rates. So now we get interest rates in the sixes and the sevens, right? That almost make it impossible for anybody to buy a house today, especially young people. That's what young people, you know. That's what that's that's where people's value. That's where their that's where their investment is mostly. That's where their wealth is um, is in their homes. When you got an average uh, cost of a home, it's over four hundred thousand uh, dollars in cost, and you put a you know, six to seven percent um, interest rate on top of that, it's, it makes it unaffordable. So people can't go out and buy it. Houses are not being put up on the market because they can't sell them, and um, and people can't buy them because they're too expensive and the rates are too. So it's always this catch twenty two. It always oh we're talking about you know the interest or the uh, the inflation rates around three three percent. Well, nobody knows that that's a bucket. That's a that's a point and a half higher than what it's what their what their goal is at two percent, which is kind of a dumb thing anyway. Because why are we uh, why are we even looking at uh, inflation in the first place? Two percent inflation is like okay. Why can't why don't we just uh, go for a zero inflation? Okay, because um, you're constantly eating away at your your earnings by any kind of inflation that we have. So uh, for them to brag about raising the inflation rate to almost 9% and then bringing it back down by raising the interest rates, which is going to kill a whole other market now, uh, credit cards, um, mortgages, and things like that. Yeah, we're just, we're just buzzing by. We're just all very happy here in uh, middle-income land here. You know, this, we're, we're just all happy. Because um, you know maybe it's all designed so we can eat uh, you know uh, meat that's been produced out of a petri dish or something like you know or we, you know we give up our water give up all the things that we want to give up that we have to give up in order to live you know so the rich and elite can enjoy these things because let me tell you something the inflation interest rates don't affect the elite they don't affect the super rich. Okay, they don't, and I'm going to show you a couple of. I'm going to. I got a couple of videos that I'm going to, you're going to listen to the audio here in a couple minutes. They don't care. Okay, it's the middle class that has been forgotten and continues to be destroyed. And don't believe these 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 politicians that sit there and say that they are for the middle class because none of them, okay, have policies 
that I can that I've been able to you know that I've been able to listen to and read and things like that. None of them have any. None of them have a plan to get the the middle class back as the strength of this country, which it is. It isn't in the elite. It isn't in the rich. It is in the middle class. That's where the wealth is in this country, and it's being systematically stripped from us. Now, I want to re- I want to I want to uh, I want to play for you a a clip. And if I can find it here real quickie, uh, I lost it. Hold on for a minute. Okay, again, uh, this is RFK Jr., okay? The more this guy talks, the, the more he, he makes a lot of sense and a lot of points. And he's bringing up things that, uh, of course, Joe Biden, he can't even talk. He, he, he could not talk intelligently on these things at all. Um, I don't, like I said, I don't really agree with RFK. K. Jr.'s uh, policy, a lot of his policies and his, his liberal views on things, but I'm telling you, he hits some very important points that that I just tried to make about the middle class and about ownership and <clears throat> what these corporations, what these big money corporations are doing uh, to you and I as middle class. And you got to pay attention to this because this is their goal. Um, there's a book out and I can't remember the author of the book. It's a it's a woman who wrote it. That that I think the title of the book is you you will uh, you will not own anything and you'll be happy or something like that. That's the name of the book. Uh, listen to this guy and this is what's taking place. And then I'm going to play a video of what's happening down in in, in Hawaii. Okay, with the fires and with these folks. But listen to this. There's three giant corporations. BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, which own collectively, they own each other, so it's really one giant corporation, but they also own 89% of the S&P 500. 89%. They own everything. They've now decided to, to buy every single family home in America. So if they stay on the current trajectory, they will own 60% of the homes in this country, single family homes by 2030. They literally are trying to buy everything. And and the head of it, Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock, is on the board of the World Economic Forum. And what they, you know, they've said, we want this great reset, which is you will own nothing and you will be happy. Well, they're on their way to making sure that we don't own anything. So you all probably have heard of people who are about to buy a home. Mm-hmm. And somebody comes in with, at the last minute with a cash, cash or, or offer and, and snatches off the, out of the market. Right. And it's usually an LLC with an ambiguous name. But if you trace that up, you'll find it's owned by BlackRock. Wow. What he is saying here is exactly what is going on in our country today and around the world. Uh, these people are these people are are taking away the wealth. Because they don't want the middle class to have the wealth. They want the elite to have the wealth. And the elite are going to be the ones who are going to be dictating to us uh, you know, our happiness. Okay, this is what's, this is what's taking place. Okay? And um, I was on a, on a thread with uh, a bunch of people. We were talking about this the other day. And uh, the idea that you just don't sell your house. To um, to a corporation, you do your research. Who's looking at buying your house? And if you find that it's part of this LLC or these groups that are buying these homes up, then you just don't sell it. Okay, that's the only way that you can really combat this. 
and uh, to realize that your home, and, and like I said, in many cases, is are the middle class's wealth. That's where they're building their wealth. Their long-term wealth is in their homes and then the equity that they have in their homes. Unfortunately, today, we're pulling that equity out of our house and we're, we're pulling it out for living expenses and things like that, uh, which is unfortunate because of the way the economy. Don't believe what the administration and what the government is telling you about how wonderful the, you know, how wonderful everything is. The economy is robust and it's going, uh, you know, they quote uh, unemployment numbers, which are not, they haven't created anything. All they're doing is getting back to where, if you remember what the, uh, the unemployment rate was before COVID hit, okay, you're not anywhere, you haven't improved anything. Uh, Mr. Biden, your your Biden your Bidenomics hasn't improved anything. Don't brag about the unemployment rate when it's just going back to where it was when you started, before you started actually, because it was at the lowest levels in history before you took over. Okay, and what you're doing is now you're just getting back to the levels of pre-COVID. Okay, a lot of people, you know, lockdowns and business being shut down every the whole world is shut down and and closed and locked in behind closed doors so you couldn't do any business people couldn't work businesses closed lost their lost their life's fortune in in your decision to lock down this country because of this stupid uh, this stupid virus okay you killed the economy okay you did and now you're going to brag about bringing back Jobs. Well, number one, you don't produce any jobs. Government never produces jobs. It's people and it's corporations and it's businesses. It's small businesses create jobs. You don't do jack squat to create businesses. And that's both. Uh, that's on both sides. I don't care if it's uh, Trump or I don't care if it's Biden. I don't care if it's Obama. You don't create jobs. I wish they would stop saying that. Just give me the unemployment rate. Don't sit there and say you produce you know, 500 million jobs or whatever the fuck you want to, excuse my friends, but whatever you want to say, you are producing jack squat. Okay? So stop lying to the American people. You are not producing anything. What you do, what you do uh, create is inflation. What you do create are interest rates that are exorbitantly high. And it's this, this, this back and forth uh, with your, with your monetary policies that are creating the issues that we have. We've had inflation for over a year. It was supposed to be transient. You know, it wasn't supposed to last. Well, it did. And all of a sudden, now we have to fight inflation. And how do we fight inflation? Well, the the uh, the banking system and the, the feds have to raise the interest rates in order to combat not have as much money in the market. So now the interest rates are going to go up, cost businesses more to borrow money. And then what what happens? Okay, the inflation the inflation goes down. Of course it does. And you're going to brag about that. You're going to brag about you creating a nine percent inflation rate and then bringing it down to three when you created it in the first place. You are a dumbass. And you think that the American people are stupid. We're not stupid. We are smart. And to say these things and to act like everything is honky-dory is not. Okay? People are making less money because the inflation rate is higher. People are making less money each month because of interest rates. It's digging into what people are making. Even with increases that they're making in their income, it's still a negative. That's not a robust economy. 
Okay, that's a terrible economy, and that's what you have created, and that's what that's what RFK Jr. is talking about here. And now, not they're not happy with that. They're going. They want to take away your wealth. They want to take away your homes. They want to take away the very thing that people work for all of their lives to build equity in their house. Now they want to take that away because when you can take property away and you can take ownership away, then you completely and utterly destroy the middle class. And that's what the elites want to do. They want to do. You got to remember, the only people that made money during the COVID, uh, the, the, during the virus, are the rich. They're super rich. They're the only ones that really made money. The rest of us got stuck in our homes with our doors locked, not being able to go to church, not being able to go to work. Not being able to go to football games. Not being able to go out to a park, for goodness sakes, and walk through a park. It's disgusting. Okay, and this is what's happening. And the people, we need to be aware of this. We need to wake up and understand what's going on. This is why these elections are important. But not, not, it's not so much the elections. It's the American people that need to wake up. We need a change of heart. We need a change of thinking. Okay, when, when we start having a change of thinking and what we allow and what we accept uh, from our elected officials, okay, once that starts to change and we start looking at it and saying, well, you know what, maybe I don't want an 80-year-old guy that can't walk up steps or he can't put two coherent sentences together. Or I don't want to. I don't want a person's lying to me all the time. I don't want to. I don't want a press sec, a, a press secretary who's lying to me all the time. Nor do I want somebody over here on the on the right, the Republicans who are lying to me and continue to lie to me. And I want. We need as a, as a people, as a as a citizen, as citizens, to start looking inside. And it isn't going to change unless we change it. And we start looking at good, honest, and people, you know, people with integrity. I mean, deep integrity. And, you, and you, the only way you find this out is if you look and listen to these, listen to these people. You listen to these candidates, and you listen and you listen. You know, I, I, I polls, all these polls early on showing Trump forty percent ahead in, in the Republican party polls that's fine that's the republican party uh they love trump that's great you know i i like his policies i i really don't like his personality as far as how he goes about and tax other republicans and things like that i can't stand that about the man i i, I enjoy his policies because his policies worked but he along with joe biden are looking you in the eye and lying to you as well and i just i just don't I have a hard time with that. I really do. And that's why I don't make decisions. I will not answer a poll on who I'm going to vote for. Somebody asked me who I'm voting for. I don't, I just say, I haven't made up my mind yet. I'm still looking at, I'm still looking at the options. Um, I know a few people that I'm not going to vote for um, because I don't, because there's three or four that aren't serious about becoming president of the United States. They don't really want to. They're just there to get a name or get a show somewhere on some network or something like that. Or they have other, they have other uh, goals in mind. You know, being on cabinet positions or vice president or whatever. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to as I listen to these. Um, these candidates, I'm trying to get an essence of who they are as individuals, and are, and are they serious, and are they all in on this? And um, to tell you the truth, I, I hate to say it, but 
Um, there's a couple, I believe, uh, I think Nikki Haley, I've always liked Nikki Haley. You can disagree with me, agree with me or whatever. I don't give a shit. I don't care. I like Nikki Haley. I think she's professional. She was a great governor. She's competent. She's a woman. She's got, you know, she's got panache. She's got, she's tough. I like her. Um, but you have to, you have to say, I mean, her, I can't even right now say that with dissent. I, I, I don't know yet. So I'm still kind of listening and I'm still kind of uh, holding judgment out on these on these on these candidates to see where they are in about four or five months and to see what's happening. I want to listen to some of these other debates and see what see what they're coming from and see how dedicated and all in on this they are. Um, you know, it, it's true with anything. If you're going to play professional sports, you're going to play. You're going to be a top swimmer. You're going to be a top cyclist. You're going to be a top basketball player. You have to. You have to live and breathe. Okay, your sport. You have to. If you want to be the top, the very top of your of your sport, you, and just about anything, you have to be in business. You have to be. You have to be all in. You have to be all focused on that particular thing. That. To me, that as as a voter, as a person that's going to give my stamp of approval to, um, you know, to a candidate, is I want to see your policies. I'll listen to your policies, but I want to see your heart. I want to see where you are if you are all in on this. Because if you're not all in, if you're if you've got ulterior uh, ulterior motives and you're trying to accomplish something else, you're trying. I know you got a long term goal out here of maybe six years, eight years to being president of the United States. Great, that's wonderful. But I don't need that right now. What I need is I need honest men and women who are going to uphold the the trust that, that the American people have placed in them to um, to to fulfill their responsibilities as representative, my representative. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for integrity. I'm looking for honesty. Okay, I hate to say it, you know, sometimes, but when I listen to Trump. Trump is all in. Uh, you, you can see whatever the motivation is, whether you think you know you got ripped off in the last election, blah blah blah, whatever it is, he thinks he got cheated. Uh, there's evidence that it was unfair and things like that, and I and there's that's up to, for debate, and you can debate those principles. But what I feel from him, I don't feel from Biden. I don't feel from anybody on the Democratic side, and there's very few of the candidates that are even on the Republican side that I feel that are all in. And that man is all in. He is all in, and he's been all in. And no matter what they throw, they throw here the kitchen sink. They throw a, a fifth wheel camper at him. I don't give a rat's ass what they throw at this guy. He is all in, and that impresses me to death. And that allows me to sit there and say, well, you know what? I can kind of overlook a little bit of the, you know, the stupidity and the and and and. Um, you know the the name calling and things like that. It kind of bugs me that he does that, but I can kind of I need to. Oh, I, can I overlook that and and say to myself that this man is going to represent me when he goes to you know when he goes to Washington and goes and, and and occupies the White House. That's what I'm interested in. Plain and simple. Uh, we got shenanigans. We got the shenanigans going on from the last election, and look what we got. We got an old guy who can't think, can't talk, can't walk. Is basically being, you know, held up like a puppet, and I believe he is a puppet to tell you the truth. And I got a, I got a little bit of a clip here that from the Daily Wire that I, I thought was hilarious, and it's been my, it's been my, uh, my thought 
for a long time that Joe Biden isn't really the president of the United States. He's just a he's just a puppet. He's just there. Uh, somebody's pulling his strings and and putting things in his mouth, and he's got a little you know something in his ear that's you know here say this Joe say this Joe don't go off record Joe because you sound like a total idiot when you go off and. Um, so I don't think that we have a president that actually is president of the United States right now. I think he's being manipulated by uh, another source or somebody else. My, th- my thought is Obama because he always wanted to do a third term and he can't. So now he's got Joe Biden who's actually doing his bidding for him. Anyway, that's my own, that's my own personal view. Um, hold on for a minute. All right, listen to this. Like you got a, sec- a, a third term. And I, I used to say... You know what, if, if I could make an arrangement where I had a, I had a, a stand-in, a front man or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats <laughs> looking through the stuff, and then I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was uh, doing all the talking and ceremony, I, I'd be fine with that. Yep. 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 That's right. Yep. Ben's is wish like you had a second. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's incredible to me. Sorry about you that little bit like of. You- you know, it's it's true. I think that he that that he that he does, and it's kind of evident uh, um, that that is what's taking place here. Um, it's 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 really kind of scary uh, to me, <laughs> to and, and and I've kind of always kind of thought this when when Biden was running for for office, you know uh, here here you have you get 2020 and you get all the you get all the rallies going out there and Trump's just pulling like you know I, I don't know what the numbers are you know, say hundred thousand people <laughs> at all of his at all of his rallies and stuff like that and Joe uh, comes out and he goes to a parking lot and he pulls like fifty people. And then all of a sudden, Joe Biden, you know, wins by eight million votes or something crazy like that. It was just like, uh, you know, it's kind of like transgenderism, you know, uh, boys can be girls and girls can be boys. Eh, I don't believe that crap. Um, It kind of makes it kind of uh, unbelievable. And uh, something like that. Yep, yep, yep. That uh, makes a lot more sense than uh, Joe Biden uh, being that uh, you know that popular that he actually gets more votes than than uh, Barack Obama got. <laughs> it's just uh, uh, really crazy. Um, my next video is going to go back to this whole BlackRock and uh, you're not owning anything. If you've been watching any of the uh, fire uh, in Hawaii and Lahaina, La- 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 is that the way you said? Anyway. Um, if you've been following any of this, the news and everything, what's coming out afterwards, after the fire, which is horrendous and terrible and all the loss of life and kids and just uh, just terrible. But to put on top of that, not only is the, the fire uh, just so terrible and reprehensible, it's just, it's terrible. What is happening now with... Uh, the property that is taking place and what's happening down there is also it's you know what to me it's it's a worse catastrophe than what is what you know the fires the, the loss of life and the loss of property and it goes back to these these BlackRock these corporations these big money people who are now kind of swooping in and trying to uh, 
to, you know, it has a lot to do with water rights and, and uh, property rights and things like that. And now they're trying to swoop in and they're trying to work deals in the government there. The governor, uh, I've seen so many videos of uh, homeowners who have just come out of these meetings with the governor just in tears because of what they're hearing um, uh, from these meetings with the governor as far as the, these these pro the properties and the loss of their and and what they're trying to do with these properties and taking advantage of these people after they've lost everything they are now playing games with these people and it goes back to this you know these uh, these uh, mega rich these uh, these uh, corporations that are buying these these things well this is a video it talking about mega rich this is uh, this is uh, Oprah Winfrey you know America's female uh, 3.5 billion dollar uh, worth and he, let me let me just play you this okay and then there's a quote there by her about her this organization or this fund that she is setting up, but then listen to the listen to the um, dialogue, not the dialogue, but the commentary afterwards. It's kind of it's got some wind and everything behind it, so I hope you can hear it. But listen to this. This is incredible. Uh, all right, here we go. So we have created the People's Fund of Maui. The People's You're about Fund of three Maui. Weeks too late. So let me get this straight. You created a fund that can be a tax write-off for you so that we can donate. What are you donating, Oprah? What about your 2,000 acres in Maui? Are you gonna give some of that to the people who are literally having the land they own bought out from underneath them by the government? And guess what? There already is a people's fund. You see, the past three weeks, when people like you, the billionaires of Maui, along with the government, FEMA, and Red Cross didn't step up and help these people, they created their own fund. We have their Venmos. You can go to the link in my profile to see. Why would we give our money to someone that has $3.5 billion? You can help all these people, just you alone. But no, instead, you're probably gonna buy up more land, aren't you? Like I said, you're a little late to the game. While you were posting pictures at Beyonce's concert, people were grieving their loved ones, trying to figure out where they were going to spend the night. So, Oprah, I think you need to dig into your own pockets, maybe offer someone to stay at your huge estate, help some families in need, and do the right thing. How about use your celebrity status to bring attention and awareness to the fact that complete corruption is... Yeah, I'm, I'm just really, I just, it makes me, it makes my heart just, Pitter patter. It just makes my heart just kind of like stop and miss a beat when these people start doing this. Now I don't, you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know this people's fund that she's putting together. Um, you know what it's going to be. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that it's that it's on the up and up. But here's here's what I I, I want to know. This people's funds. I want to know where every dollar, every 100 pennies, where every dollar is being spent. And how it's being spent, and if it's going to the relief of these people, I want to know. I don't want to. I don't want to hear fifty cents on the dollar or forty cents on the dollar is going to them. And we have administrative costs. We have all this crap. Uh, you know, blah 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 blah. Okay. Uh, I know other funds. Um, I know other people who are donating that one hundred percent of every dollar that um, is being raised to help. The families and the business owners in Hawaii are 100% of their dollars are being sent over there, and one you know 100 pennies, every cent on every dollar is being used uh, 
to to help them. It's being sent over there. Food, money, uh, doesn't matter. Um, and I want to know what this is as a as a as a billionaire, 3.5 billion. I mean, you could rebuild Lahaina. You could. You could literally rebuild Lahaina. Okay. You could literally do something of significance. Um, and what and what is your yeah like she, like she said that you're like three weeks behind here, girl, you know, um, and I, I I'm sorry I just don't believe you. I don't care if you've given cars away to all your uh, all your uh, listeners and your show people who are on your show. I don't give a rat's but to, that you gave cars away. I could care less. I care I care about these people. I care about the middle class. I care about people like me. Okay, who are struggling every day to sit there and make ends meet, to put food on the put food on their tables for their children. Listen, I'm lucky, man. I'm a, I'm a single guy. Um, my kids are older. They're all raised. They're doing well. Thank God, and I'm happy with that. I I really am, and I'm I'm joyous in that. Uh, I worry about them. I worry about my grandchildren. What world they're being raised in, um, and what world we are going to leave them you know it's 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 sad that this generation these last two generations feel like they are not going to have the things that their parents had i mean that has always been that has always been something that you look forward to to make increases to be better off than what your parents were and for the first time in forever uh, we have a generation of kids who who are looking at their lives and going, wow, I don't, I don't have the same thing. I won't have the same things my parents have had. And that's a shame. And you know what? That's a blight on our, that's a blight on our, our government. That's a blight on our administration. That's a blight on the way that the financial situation works in this country. And it's going to get continue to get worse. I'll say it again. Until we as a people, we decide that we have a change of heart. And we start turning back the, the, the clock. And we start saying, these things we are not going to uh, settle on. And we are not going to settle for the rich to continue to get rich. We are going to settle. We won't settle anything until we, the middle class, we are taken care of. We, we, we can take care of ourselves if the playing field is equal. Okay? We will do that. And if we change our heart and we start putting in people who are going to have the same kind of uh, morals and values and who are honest and who aren't going to look right you look right in the eye and lie to you, lie to you, I mean, look, get on camera in the national television and, and lie to you right in your face. They lie to you and they continue to lie to us. Now, I'm not talking about a revolution. I'm talking, well, I am talking about a revolution. I'm talking about a revolution of heart. I'm talking about a revolution of thinking. Okay, let's not accept that on either side. I don't care if we're Republicans or Democrats. I don't care. I want the best person in those offices that are going to be honest and direct. Tell me the truth. Sometimes it's going to hurt. Sometimes it's going to feel good. Sometimes it's going to terribly hurt. But I'd rather know the truth than be, you know, lied to and 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 looked at like I'm stupid and I'm not. Um, hey, listen, thanks for listening. I hope you guys have a wonderful Labor Day. Uh, it's Monday. Uh, thanks for, for listening. Um, like I said, I'm going to start. I, I don't know if I said this at the beginning or not, but I'm going to start this. these two new um, um, little uh, 
segments. And one of them's called uh, "Things That Warm My Heart," and also uh, I have issues with I have issue with this. And uh, they're most likely going to be like video, audio of things that current events and things that are taking place, and just make a little comment. There should be a shorter, uh, shorter uh, podcast for that time. But I, I thought it was kind of cool, and um, so I'm going to try doing that on 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 Thursday next week. So. Um, Listen, be safe out there. Have a wonderful holiday. Um, I appreciate you listening. Um, Give me five stars. And please, uh, share my podcast with your friends. Um, And if you got any comments about what I say, please uh, uh, write me. Send me an email at uh, rob at robscottpodcast.com. I'll get it. I promise I'll respond to you. Um, Give me five stars. Share it. That's how I grow my audience, and I, I do appreciate it. Um, have a have a wonderful uh, uh, Labor Day. All right, I, I know I am. I'm I'm off. Um, I'm excited about that. Uh, so have a have a wonderful Labor Day. This song was uh, by Aerosmith was uh, recorded back in 1993, um, and they recognized uh, what was going on back then. Uh, what is that? 20 years ago? Three? No, 30 years ago that they knew that this was going on. There's something wrong with the world today. The light bulb is getting thin. Um, yep. It, it, we're living on the edge, and uh, we're more on the edge than what we were in 1993. Um, music, I tell you what, music really uh, fits the uh, the decades that it uh, that it's being written in. That's for sure. We sure do have a lot going on in this world today. A lot of it's uh, a lot of it's not good, you know, and. Um, um, trying to get an idea of who you are and and what's expected of you in today's society is, is something that is very challenging, especially for the youth. Um, because they don't really have anything to look back on. This, this That song was in 1993, and they recognized there was something going on in the world today. Um, you know, And back then, that's 30 years ago, can you imagine what they're going through today when they just don't have any, there doesn't seem to be any kind of principles or values or or anything, you know, people are moving away from religion, people are moving away from God, they're replacing religion with quote-unquote spirituality and things like that, you know, um, and um, it's, it, it is, we are living on the edge, 
Um, one of the things that I uh, have been really kind of interested in is this whole... Um, I've been, as you can tell from my podcast, I've been interested in this ESG and this uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, this DEI uh, from BlackRock, Vanguard, and all these companies. And um, I've been, <clears throat> and really, um, and I don't, I'm not sure exactly what the motivation is. I think the motivation is always money and selfishness and things like that, of course. It's not because somebody's all of a sudden got a conscience. Uh, these people don't have conscience. They don't have a conscience anymore. Um, it all has to do with, um, you know, money and finances and things like that. Um, you know, just a few months ago, BlackRock, uh, the CEO of BlackRock, was talking about how if you know if you can't uh, affect change, then you have to force change, and you have to force these things on corporations to to get them to do what you want them to do, and hence the ESG and the diversity equity crap started uh, infiltrating the uh, corporations, and um, and we've seen the results of that now. And we're continuing to see the results of that. Um, we have Anheuser Busch uh, embracing it full heartedly with uh, Dylan Mulvaney, and uh, I don't, you know, I, I don't know what the count is, how much they've lost since, since and Bud Light's lost since since that time. Target is another one that embraced the, you know, the devil worshiping T-shirts for kids and the tuck friendly bathing suits for little boys you know proudly putting it up right up front when you're walking through the door uh, to be honest with you i mean for one or two percent of the population people don't want to see that crap they don't and they don't want that uh crap advertised to them and um like i said it's not because these people are making these changes not because of some kind of uh, you know visionary kind of experience where they think that it's wrong they just see that the uh, that the ESG isn't producing what it they thought or th said it was going to produce. Actually, it's the contrary. It's losing money, and actually, people who are investing in these corporations, these big corporations, are starting to bitch and complain about it. That uh, you know what, you can have your stakeholder uh, ideology and things like that, and that everybody's a stakeholder in Target and 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 just about every other corporation. But it's not the truth. I, I invest in something I want to return. That's the idea behind investing something. You want to get a return. And um, so now they're starting to backtrack on this, uh, on that idea. BlackRock CEO, you know, is quote unquote trying to re is rethinking the ESG, and we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about it anymore. We're not gonna talk about it, but are we gonna continue on with it? That's another story. We'll see what happens. Um, you have people now uh, filing lawsuits against these corporations for not uh, performing their fiduciary responsibility, which is a wonderful thing because that's, I mean, listen, money talks, and the more, that, more it hurts these corporations and the more damage you can do, and I'm talking about damage and money that you can uh, sue these people for, uh, their, their ears will open up. The wax will come out of their little, their little ears, and they'll start... Uh, They'll start listening to you when you uh, actually use the law to go out after their asses and get past this ESG stuff because it's just crap. It does not do anything for the corporation. It does not do, uh, you know, you got laws in this land uh, already that uh, you know forbid discrimination and things like that. 
um, you know, race, color, religion, uh, age, everything. You have that already written in the Constitution. We don't need an ESG uh, mandate. We don't need diversity, equity, and inclusion. And you know, everybody's there. Everybody's outcome is supposed to be the same, which is just bullshit. Okay, you can't you can't do that. It'll never happen. Okay, and so he he recently was talking about backtracking a little bit on the ESG, but here's here's one of the, <laughs> they're, they're they're always doing something right they're always trying something to try to pull pull the wool over your eyes well you know we, you've heard of the new world order and they're trying to change the finances they're trying to change the monetary policies in these countries well now what they're trying to do is they're trying to as the largest financial groups in this country uh, they are trying to uh, make sure that you and I, the middle class, who has been damaged more by COVID and this administration than any other administration, um, literally the the middle class is shrinking. It's it's being demoralized. They don't have money. Uh, I read once where the average person, that was seven out of, and not even the average person, seven out of ten people on social media, Facebook, and things, they don't even have a thousand dollars in their bank account. And yet they're, you know, they're showing off and, you know, acting like they have everything under the sun and that they're wealthy and stuff, but they don't even have a thousand bucks to their names to, uh, to get by on things, which is really dangerous. And to back that, uh, you know, to back up, to, to back up that idea, you're talking about the, you know, consumer debt is reached over a trillion dollars for the first time. Uh, people are not, uh, meeting the needs that they have uh, based with their salary and what their you know with their hourly wages and things like that so they're borrowing they're borrowing to buy gas they're borrowing to buy food they're borrowing to do this and that normally that would come out of their their normal um, you know income coming into the home they can't do it anymore because they don't have the money all the money that the government gave them you know during covid has been used up it's gone and now they're starting to dig into uh their credit cards paying, you know, and our wonderful uh, administration and its plan to, you know, throw trillions and, you know, billions and billions of dollars into the market. And uh, inflation rises to like, what, almost 9%. And then what do we have to do to, to, to battle and to, to, to win the inflation battle is to, is to, use, is to raise interest rates. So now we get interest rates in the sixes and the sevens, right? That almost make it impossible for anybody to buy a house today, especially young people. That's what young people, you know, that's what that's that's where people's value. That's where their that's where their investment is mostly. That's where their wealth is um, is in their homes. When you get an average uh, cost of a home, it's over four hundred thousand uh, dollars in cost, and you put a you know six to seven percent. Um, uh, interest rate on top of that, it's, it makes it unaffordable. So people can't go out and buy it. Houses are not being put up on the market because they can't sell them. And, um, and people can't buy them because they're too expensive and the rates are too. So it's always this catch 22. It always, oh, we're talking about, you know, the interest or the, uh, the inflation rates around three, three percent. Well, nobody knows that that's a buck and that's a, that's a point and a half higher than what it's, what they're, what their goal is is two percent, which is kind of a dumb thing anyway. Because why are we uh, why are we even looking at uh, inflation in the first place? Two percent inflation is like okay. Why can't why don't we just uh, go for a zero inflation? Okay, because um, you're constantly eating away at your 
your earnings by any kind of inflation that we have. So uh, for them to brag about raising the inflation rate to almost 9% and then bringing it back down by raising the interest rates, which is going to kill a whole other market now, uh, credit cards, um, mortgages, and things like that. Yeah, we're just we're just buzzing by. We're just all very happy here in uh, middle income land. Here, you know, this we're we're just all happy because um, you know maybe it's all designed so we can eat uh, you know uh, meat that's been produced out of a petri dish or something like you know or we, you know we give up our water, give up all the things that we want to give up that we have to give up in order to live. You know, so the rich and elite can enjoy these things. Because let me tell you something: the inflation, interest rates don't affect the elite. They don't affect the super rich. Okay, they don't. And I'm going to show you a couple of. I'm going to. I got a couple of videos that I'm going to, you're going to listen to the audio here in a couple of minutes. They don't care. Okay, it's the middle class that has been forgotten and continues to be destroyed. And don't believe these, these, these politicians that sit there and say that they are for the middle class because none of them, okay, have policies that I can, that I've been able to, you know, that I've been able to listen to and read and things like that. None of them have any, none of them have a plan to get the, the middle class back as the strength of this country, which it is. It isn't in the elite. It isn't in the rich. It is in the middle class. That's where the wealth is in this country. And it's being systematically stripped from us. Now, I want to, re I want to, I want to, uh, I want to play for you a, a clip. And if I can find it here real quickie, uh, I lost it. Hold on for a minute. Okay, again, uh, this is RFK Jr., okay? The more this guy talks, the, the more he, he makes a lot of sense and a lot of points. And he's bringing up things that, uh, of course, Joe Biden, he can't even talk. He, he, he could not talk intelligently on these things at all. Um, I don't, like I said, I don't really agree with RFK. K. Jr.'s uh, policy, a lot of his policies and his, his liberal views on things, but I'm telling you, he hits some very important points that that I just tried to make about the middle class and about ownership and <clears throat> what these corporations, what these big money corporations are doing uh, to you and I as middle class. And you got to pay attention to this because this is their goal. Um, there's a book out and I can't remember the author of the book. It's a it's a woman who wrote it. That that, that, that I think the title of the book is you you will uh, you will not own anything and you'll be happy or something like that. That's the name of the book. Uh, listen to this guy and this is what's taking place. And then I'm going to play a video of what's happening down in in, in Hawaii. Okay, with the fires and with these folks. But listen to this. There's three giant corporations. BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, which own, collectively, they own each other, so it's really one giant corporation, but they also own 89% of the S&P 500. 89%. They own everything. They've now decided to buy every single family home in America. So if they stay on the current trajectory, they will own 60% of the homes in this country, single family homes by 2030. They literally are trying to buy everything. And, and the head of it, Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock, is on the board of the World Economic Forum. And what they, you know, they've said, we want this great reset, which is you will own nothing and you will be happy. Well, they're on their way to making sure that we don't own anything. 
So you all probably have heard of people who are about to buy a home mm -hmm. and somebody comes in with, at the last minute with a cash, cash or, or offer and, and snatches off the, out of the market. Right. And it's usually an LLC with an ambiguous name. But if you trace that up, you'll find it's owned by BlackRock. Wow. What he is saying here is exactly what is going on in our country today and around the world. Uh, these people are these people are are taking away the wealth because they don't want the middle class to have the wealth. They want the elite to have the wealth, and the elite are going to be the ones who are going to be dictating to us, uh, you know, our happiness. Okay, this is what's this is what's taking place. Okay, and um, I was on a on a thread with uh, a bunch of people. We were talking about this the other day, and uh, the idea that you just don't sell your house to um, to a corporation. You do your research, who's looking at buying your house, and if you find that it's part of this LLC or these groups that are buying these homes up, then you just don't sell it. Okay, that's the only way that you can really combat this and uh, to realize that your home, and, and like I said, in many cases, is are the middle class's wealth. That's where they're building their wealth. Their long-term wealth is in their homes and then the equity that they have in their homes. Unfortunately, today, we're pulling that equity out of our house and we're, we're pulling it out for living expenses and things like that, uh, which is unfortunate because of the way the economy. Don't believe what the administration and what the government is telling you about how wonderful the, you know, how wonderful everything is. The economy is robust and it's going, uh, you know, they quote uh, unemployment numbers, which are not, they haven't created anything. All they're doing is getting back to where, if you remember what the, uh, uh, the unemployment rate was before COVID hit, okay, you're not anywhere, you, you haven't improved anything. Uh, Mr. Biden, your your Biden your Bidenomics hasn't improved anything. Don't brag about the unemployment rate when it's just going back to where it was when you started, before you started actually, because it was at the lowest levels in history before you took over. Okay, and what you're doing is now you're just getting back to the levels of pre-COVID. Okay, a lot of people, you know, lockdowns and business being shut down every the whole world is shut down and and closed and locked in behind closed doors so you couldn't do any business people couldn't work businesses closed lost their lost their life's fortune in in your decision to lock down this country because of this stupid uh, this stupid virus okay you killed the economy okay you did and now you're going to brag about bringing back Jobs. Well, number one, you don't produce any jobs. Government never produces jobs. It's people and it's corporations and it's businesses. It's small businesses create jobs. You don't do jack squat to create businesses. And that's both. Uh, that's on both sides. I don't care if it's uh, Trump or I don't care if it's Biden. I don't care if it's Obama. You don't create jobs. I wish they would stop saying that. Just give me the unemployment rate. Don't sit there and say you produce you know, 500 million jobs or whatever the fuck you want to, excuse my French, but whatever you want to say, you are producing jack squat. Okay? So stop lying to the American people. You are not producing anything. What you do, what you do uh, create is inflation. What you do create are interest rates that are absorbently high. 
and it's this 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 back and forth uh, with your with your monetary policies that are creating the issues that we have. We've had inflation for over a year. It was supposed to be transient. You know, it wasn't supposed to last. Well, it did, and all of a sudden now we have to fight inflation. And how do we fight inflation? Well, the the uh, the banking system and the, the feds have to raise the interest rates in order to combat, not have as much money in the market. So now the interest rates are going to go up, cost businesses more to borrow money. And then what what happens? Okay, the inflation the inflation goes down. Of course it does. And you're going to brag about that? You're going to brag about you creating a nine percent inflation rate and then bringing it down to three when you created it in the first place? You are a dumbass. And you think that the American people are stupid. We're not stupid. We are smart. And to say these things and to act like everything is honky-dory is not. Okay? People are making less money because the inflation rate is higher. People are making less money each month because of interest rates. It's digging into what people are making. Even with increases that they're making in their income, it's still a negative that's not a robust economy, okay? That's a terrible economy. And that's what you have created. And that's what that's what RFK Jr is talking about here. And now not they're not happy with that. They're going they want to take away your wealth. They want to take away your homes. They want to take away the very thing that people work for all of their lives to build equity in their house. Now they want to take that away because when you can take property away and you can take ownership away, then you completely and utterly destroy the middle class. And that's what the elites want to do. They want to do. You got to remember, the only people that made money during the COVID, uh, during the virus, are the rich. They're super rich. They're the only ones that really made money. The rest of us got stuck in our homes with our doors locked, not being able to go to church, not being able to go to work. Not being able to go to football games. Not being able to go out to a park, for goodness sakes, and walk through a park. It's disgusting. Okay, and this is what's happening. And the people, we need to be aware of this. We need to wake up and understand what's going on. This is why these elections are important. But not, not, it's not so much the elections. It's the American people that need to wake up. We need a change of heart. We need a change of thinking. Okay, when, when we start having a change of thinking and what we allow and what we accept uh, from our elected officials, okay, once that starts to change and we start looking at it and saying, well, you know what, maybe I don't want an 80-year-old guy that can't walk up steps or he can't put two coherent sentences together. Or I don't want to. I don't want a person's lying to me all the time. I don't want to. I don't want a press sec, a, a press secretary who's lying to me all the time. Nor do I want somebody over here on the on the right, the Republicans who are lying to me and continue to lie to me. And I want. We need as a, as a people, as a as a citizen, as citizens, to start looking inside. And it isn't going to change unless we change it. And we start looking at good, honest, and people, you know, people with integrity. I mean, deep integrity. And, you, and you, the only way you find this out is if you look and listen to these, listen to these people. You listen to these candidates, and you listen and you listen. You know, I, I, I 
polls, all these polls early on showing Trump 40% ahead in, in the Republican Party polls. That's fine. That's the Republican Party. Uh, they love Trump. That's great. You know, I, I like his policies. I, I really don't like his personality as far as how he goes about and tax other Republicans and things like that. I can't stand that about the man. I, I, I enjoy his policies because his policies worked. But he, along with Joe Biden, are looking you in the eye and lying to you as well. And I just, I just don't. I have a hard time with that. I really do. And that's why I don't make decisions. I will not answer a poll on who I'm going to vote for. Somebody asked me who I'm voting for. I don't. I just say I haven't made up my mind yet. I'm still looking at. I'm still looking at the options. Um, I know a few people that I'm not going to vote for um, because I don't. Because there's three or four that aren't serious about becoming president of the United States. They don't really want to. They're just there to get a name or get a show somewhere on some network or something like that. Or they have other. They have other uh, goals in mind. You know, being on cabinet positions or vice president or whatever. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to, as I listen to these um, these candidates, I'm trying to get an essence of who they are as individuals, and are, and are they serious, and are they all in on this? And um, to tell you the truth, I, I hate to say it, but um, there's a couple I believe. Uh, I think Nikki Haley. I've always liked Nikki Haley. You can disagree with me, agree with me, or whatever. I don't give a shit. I don't care. I like Nikki Haley. I think she's professional. She was a great governor. She's competent. She's a woman. She's got, you know, she's got panache. She's got, she's tough. I like her. Um, but you have to, you have to say, I mean, her, I can't even right now say that with dissent. I, I, I don't know yet. So I'm still kind of listening and I'm still kind of uh, holding judgment out on these on these on these candidates to see where they are in about four or five months and to see what's happening. I want to listen to some of these other debates and see what see what they're coming from and see how dedicated and all in on this they are. Um, you know, it, it's true with anything. If you're going to play professional sports, you're going to play. You're going to be a top swimmer. You're going to be a top cyclist. You're going to be a top basketball player. You have to. You have to live and breathe. Okay, your sport. You have to. If you want to be the top, the very top of your of your sport, you, and just about anything, you have to be in business. You have to be. You have to be all in. You have to be all focused on that particular thing. That. To me, that as as a voter, as a person that's going to give my stamp of approval to, um, you know, to a candidate, is I want to see your policies. I'll listen to your policies, but I want to see your heart. I want to see where you are if you are all in on this. Because if you're not all in, if you're you've got ulterior uh, ulterior motives and you're trying to accomplish something else, you're trying. I know you got a long term goal out here of maybe six years, eight years to being president of the United States. Great, that's wonderful. But I don't need that right now. What I need is I need honest men and women who are going to uphold the the trust that, that the American people have placed in them to um, to to fulfill their responsibilities as representative, my representative. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for integrity. I'm looking for honesty. Okay, I hate to say it, you know, sometimes, but when I listen to Trump. Trump is all in. 
you, you can see whatever the motivation is, whether you think you know you got ripped off in the last election, blah blah blah, whatever it is, he thinks he got cheated. Uh, there's evidence that it was unfair and things like that, and I and there's that's up to, for debate, and you can debate those principles. But what I feel from him. I don't feel from Biden. I don't feel from anybody on the Democratic side. And there's very few of the candidates that are even on the Republican side that I feel that are all in. And that man is all in. He is all in. And he's been all in. And no matter what they throw, they throw here the kitchen sink. They throw a, a fifth wheel camper at him. I don't give a rat's ass what they throw at this guy. He is all in. And that impresses me to death, and that allows me to sit there and say, "Well, you know what? I can kind of overlook a little bit of the, you know, the stupidity and the and 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 um, you know the the name calling and things like that. It kind of bugs me that he does that, but I can kind of I need to. Oh, I, can I overlook that and and say to myself that this man is going to represent me when he goes to you know when he goes to Washington, he goes and and, and occupies the White House. That's what I'm interested in, plain and simple." Uh, we got shenanigans. We got the shenanigans going on from the last election, and look what we got. We got an old guy who can't think, can't talk, can't walk. Is basically being, you know, held up like a puppet. And I believe he is a puppet, to tell you the truth. And I got a, I got a little bit of a clip here that from the Daily Wire that I, I thought it was hilarious. And it's been my, it's been my, uh, my thought for a long time that Joe Biden isn't really the president of the United States. He's just a, he's just a puppet. He's just there. Uh, somebody's pulling his strings and, and putting things in his mouth and he's got a little, you know, something in his ear that's, you know, here, say this, Joe, say this, Joe, don't go off record, Joe, because you sound like a total idiot when you go off. And, um, so I don't think that we have a president that actually is president of the United States right now. I think he's being manipulated by uh, another source or somebody else. My, th my thought is Obama, because he always wanted to do a third term, and he can't. So now he's got Joe Biden, who's actually doing his bidding for him. Anyway, that's my own, that's my own personal view. Um, hold on for a minute. All right, listen to this. Like you got a, sec a, a third term. And I, I used to say, you know what? If, if I could make an arrangement where I had a, I had a, a stand-in, a front man, or front woman and, and they had an earpiece in and I was just in my basement in my sweats <laughs> looking through the stuff and then I could sort of deliver the lines but somebody else was uh, doing all the talking and ceremony I, I'd be fine with that yep 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 that's right yep Ben's is <laughs> wish like you had a sec uh, a, a it's uh it's incredible to me sorry about you that wish, little bit of you know, it's it's true. I think that he that that he that he does, and it's kind of evident uh, um, that that is what's taking place here. Um, it's 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 really kind of scary uh, to me. <laughs> to and, and and I've kind of always kind of thought this when when Biden was running for for office. You know, uh, here here you have you get twenty twenty and you get all the. You got all the rallies going out there, and Trump's just pulling like you know I don't know what the numbers are, you know, say hundred thousand people at all of his at all of his rallies and stuff like that. And Joe uh, comes out and he goes to a parking lot and he pulls like fifty people, and then all of a sudden Joe Biden you know wins by eight million votes or something crazy like that. It was just like uh, you know it's kind of like transgenderism, you know. Uh, Boys can be girls and girls can be boys. Eh, I don't believe that crap. Um, it kind of makes it kind of uh, 
unbelievable and uh, something like that. Yep, yep, yep. That uh, makes a lot more sense than uh, Joe Biden uh, being that uh, you know that popular that he actually gets more votes than than uh, Barack Obama got. <laughs> it's just uh, uh, really crazy. Um, my next video is going to go back to this whole BlackRock and uh, you're not owning anything. If you've been watching any of the uh, fire in Hawaii and Lahaina, is that the way you said? Anyway. Um, if you've been following any of this, the news and everything, what's coming out afterwards, after the fire, which is horrendous and terrible and all the loss of life and kids and just, uh, just terrible. But to put on top of that, not only is the, the fire uh, just so terrible and reprehensible, it's just, it's terrible. What is happening now with... Uh, the property that is taking place and what's happening down there is also it's you know what to me it's it's a worse catastrophe than what is what you know the fires the, the loss of life and the loss of property and it goes back to these these BlackRock these corporations these big money people who are now kind of swooping in and trying to uh, to, you know, it has a lot to do with water rights and, and uh, property rights and things like that. And now they're trying to swoop in and they're trying to work deals in the government there. The governor, uh, I've seen so many videos of uh, homeowners who have just come out of these meetings with the governor just in tears because of what they're hearing um, uh, from these meetings with the governor as far as the, these these pro the properties and the loss of their and. and what they're trying to do with these properties and taking advantage of these people after they've lost everything they are now playing games with these people and it goes back to this you know these uh, these uh, mega rich these uh, these uh, corporations that are buying these these things well this is a video it talking about mega rich this is uh, this is uh, Oprah Winfrey you know America's female uh, 3.5 billion dollar uh, worth and he, let me let me just play you this okay and then there's a quote there by her about her this organization or this fund that she is setting up, but then listen to the listen to the um, dialogue, not the dialogue, but the commentary afterwards. It's kind of it's got some wind and everything behind it, so I hope you can hear it. But listen to this. This is incredible. Uh, all right, here we go. So we have created the People's Fund of Maui. The People's You're about Fund of three Maui. Weeks too late. So let me get this straight. You created a fund that can be a tax write-off for you so that we can donate. What are you donating, Oprah? What about your 2,000 acres in Maui? Are you going to give some of that to the people who are literally having the land they own bought out from underneath them by the government? And guess what? There already is a people's fund. You see, the past three weeks, when people like you, the billionaires of Maui, along with the government, FEMA, and Red Cross didn't step up and help these people. They created their own fund. We have their Venmos. You can go to the link in my profile to see. Why would we give our money to someone that has $3.5 billion? You can help all these people, just you alone. But no, instead, you're probably gonna buy up more land, aren't you? Like I said, you're a little late to the game. While you were posting pictures at Beyonce's concert, 
people were grieving their loved ones, trying to figure out where they were going to spend the night. So Oprah, I think you need to dig into your own pockets, maybe offer someone to stay at your huge estate, help some families in need and do the right thing. How about use your celebrity status to bring attention and awareness to the fact that complete corruption is. Yeah, I'm, I'm just really, I just, it makes me, it makes my heart just pitter patter. It just makes my heart just kind of like stop and miss a beat when these people start doing this. Now, I don't, you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know this people's fund that she's putting together. Um, you know, what it's going to be. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that it's, that it's on the up and up. But here's, here's what I, I want to know, this people's funds. I want to know where every dollar, every 100 pennies, where every dollar is being spent and how it's being spent and if it's going to the relief of these people. I want to know. I don't want to hear 50 cents on the dollar or 40 cents on the dollar is going to them and we have administrative costs, we have all this crap, uh, you know, blah, 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 okay? Uh, I know other funds, um, I know other people who are donating that 100% of every dollar that um, is being raised to help the families and the business owners in Hawaii are 100% of their dollars are being sent over there and one you know 100 pennies every cent on every dollar is being used uh, to to help them it's being sent over there food money uh, doesn't matter um, and I want to know what this is as a as a as a billionaire 3.5 billion I mean you could rebuild Lahaina you could you could literally rebuild Lahaina Okay, you could literally do something of significance. Um, and what and what is your yeah? Like she, like she said that you're like three weeks behind here, girl. You know, um, and I, I I'm sorry, I just don't believe you. I don't care if you've given cars away to all your uh, all your uh, listeners and your show people who are on your show. I don't give a rat's patoot that you gave cars away. I could care less. I care. I care about these people. I care about the middle class. I care about people like me, okay, who are struggling every day to sit there and make ends meet, to put food on the put food on their tables for their children. Listen, I'm lucky, man. I'm a, I'm a single guy. Um, my kids are older. They're all raised. They're doing well. Thank God. And I'm happy with that. I, I really am. And I'm, I'm joyous in that. Uh, I worry about them. I worry about my grandchildren, what world they're being raised in, um, and what world we are going to leave them. You know, it's, it's, it's sad that th this generation, these last two generations, feel like they are not going to have the things that their parents had. I mean, that has always been, that has always been, Something that you look forward to to make increases to be better off than what your parents were, and for the first time in forever, uh, we have a generation of kids who who are looking at their lives and going, "Wow, I don't I don't have the same thing. I won't have the same things my parents have had," and that's a shame. And you know what? That's a blight on our that's a blight on our our government. That's a blight on our administration. That's a blight on the way that the financial situation works in this country, and it's going to get continue to get worse. I'll say it again: until we, as a people, we decide that we have a change of heart, and we start turning back the 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 clock, and we start saying these things we are not going to uh, settle on, 
and we are not going to settle for the rich to continue to get rich. We are going to settle. We won't settle anything until we, the middle class, we are taken care of. We, we, we can take care of ourselves if the playing field is equal. Okay? We will do that. And if we change our heart and we start putting in people who are going to have the same kind of uh, morals and values and who are honest and who aren't going to look right you look right in the eye and lie to you, lie to you I mean, look, get on camera in the national television and, and lie to you right in your face. They lie to you. And they continue to lie to us. Now, I'm not talking about a revolution. I'm Well, I am talking about a revolution. I'm talking about a revolution of heart. I'm talking about a revolution of thinking. Okay? Let's not accept that. On either side, I don't care if we're Republicans or Democrats. I don't care. I want the best person in those offices that are going to be honest and direct, tell me the truth. Sometimes it's going to hurt. Sometimes it's going to feel good. Sometimes it's going to terribly hurt. But I'd rather know the truth than be, you know, lied to and 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 looked at like well, I'm stupid and I'm not. Um, hey, listen. Thanks for listening. I hope you guys have a wonderful Labor Day. Uh, it's Monday. Uh, thanks for for listening. Um, like I said, I'm going to start, I, I don't know if I said this at the beginning or not, but I'm going to start this, these two new um, um, little uh, segments. And one of them is called uh, Things That Warm My Heart, and also uh, I Have Issues With I have issue with This. And uh, they're most likely going to be like video audio of things that, current events and things that are taking place. And just make a little comment, there should be a shorter uh, a shorter uh, podcast for that time, but I, I thought it was kind of cool, and um, so I'm going to try doing that on 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 Thursday next week. So, um, listen, be safe out there. Have a wonderful holiday. Um, I appreciate you listening. Um, give me five stars, and please sh- uh, share my podcast with your friends. Um, and if you got any you know comments about what I say, please. Uh, uh, Write me, send me an email at uh, rob at robscottpodcast.com. I'll get it. I'll, I promise I'll respond to you. Um, give me five stars. Share it. That's how I grow my audience, and I, I do appreciate it. Um, have a have a wonderful uh, uh, Labor Day. All right. I, I know I am. I'm, I'm off. Um, I'm excited about that. Uh, so have a, have a wonderful Labor Day. Woo!